Hello, hello. We're here in Japan looking at Japans and wrapping up what's happened. That's right, you're here with the Nib Section, official podcast of Fountain Pens Oceania. And today we have,、uh, well, actually a very small panel、um, of hosts. With me is the inquisitive、uh, Quill, the Pencyclopedia himself, Leo Fock. Hello. And I am Sharon.、Uh, I don't want no stubs. Um, so let's kick off. We're actually recording this、uh, after a very long week in Tokyo. We have. Let's.、Uh, I'm, I'm a bit penned out for the week.、Um, I don't know about you, Leo. Yes, I am. This was the most working holiday that I've had in a while.、Uh, right. Uh, so, what are we writing with? Today, I am writing with. Let me see. Uh. When traveling, such as we are in Japan,、uh, I usually bring along my custom 823 with an FA nib. And、um, you'll start to see a bit of a theme this time round, but I only brought one inked pen for this entire trip, and that inked pen was a Decimo. It was a Pilot Decimo, light violet,、uh, currently inked with Pilot Iroshizuku Asagao. And、um, it's the, my main pen this particular trip. It's not that I didn't bring other pens, it was just I only brought one that was inked. So, Leo, what have we been doing this past week? We have done a lot this past week.、Uh, we've met many, many awesome people. We've shopped for pens old and new. And we've eaten a lot of food. Yep, we sure have. And so, my recap. This, this past few weeks,、uh, past few days, sorry. And、um, start off with yesterday. So, yesterday、uh, was my first experience at a,、um, a Japanese pen show.、Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday was the opening day of the Maruzen,、uh, what do they call it? The pen exhibition? Is that、yes. what they call it? Yep.、Yeah. So, the Marazen、uh, is a chain of bookshops in、uh, Japan. And last year, I was aiming to make it to this particular <laughs> event, but I had mistimed my days and came and saw the Sakura instead.、Um, so, this was my first experience at the Marazen、uh, pen exhibition. And、uh, it was pretty cool, actually. Were, it started at about 9 30 in the morning. And before 9 30,、uh, there was already a line outside of、uh, Maruzen Nihonbashi, which、yes. is、uh, just a little bit north of, north? North north of Ginza. A、yeah. yeah. little bit north of Ginza.、Yes. Um, and Maruzen, Maruzen is actually celebrating their 150th year.、Yes. And what do they do for the 150th year? For the 150th anniversary, they put out three pens. Talk to us about those three pens. Usually, there is a high end and a low end. So,、uh, the high end this year was a sailor made from Mikata. What's Mikata? Ah,、uh, <laughs> well, I'll put you on the spot. <laughs> 
some material. I, I remember reading about it when the Twisby Makata came out. Oh, that, that shows my age. Uh, and it's used... I thought that was bam. I thought that was bamboo. Bamboo. The, the Twisby Makata was that not bamboo? No, it was actually Makata. That's why they called it Makata, right? Huh. Yeah. That would make sense. Yes. It is used as a like it's man-made material for various things, including pens. We we will do some googling after this and insert die. Please insert after we've done the googling. But it looks like wood. Yes, it, it's a cool texture. Uh, the low end, uh, low end, quote unquote, is sorry. How much was this uh, voyage? The Sailor Voyage Makata, one hundred and fiftieth edition that comes with a really cool exclusive ink. Yes. Buy, buy ink, get free pen. Uh, 150,000 yen plus tax. Uh, so to put that in perspective, that's about mm, a bit over 2,000 Aussie. Which is a lot of money. <laughs> uh, the low end, quote unquote low end. Oh, sorry. Then just to add, yes, you're paying $2,000, but you're getting a piston filler. The voyage was a piston filler. You're looking at me confused. It was a piston filler? I'm pretty sure it was a piston filler. It looked like a Rialo. This changes everything. Oh no! Leo's got to rush out. No. He's got. He's flying out later today, but he's going to rush out right now and no buy way. the Voyage. I'm pretty sure it was a piston filler. Shall we get the brochure? Yes. Hold on. Uh, Hang on. <laughs> uh, this will be the book. The book. The pen magazine. Ah yes, 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 yes. So. I thought it was a piston filler. It was a two-type ink cartridge, so I'm... Two-type ink? Well, it came with a bottle of ink. Um... Is that a... No, no. I lied. Sorry. Edit all of this out. (sighs) $2,000 for a cartridge converter pen. (laughs) What? (laughs) No, actually, uh, it is a good-looking pen, but it's a lot of money. Yes. Uh, So it's a big KOP, 21K nib. Comes in M. So king of pen size. Yep, M and B. Uh, and that is the not uh, like normal. That, that is a high end. And then they also have a low end model, which is uh for these few current anniversaries. They do anniversaries maybe like every f- five years or so. I'm not sure. Uh, they did an Athena the pen because Athena was one of their old brands. And they still do the Athena inks, mm. that the Marazen exclusive inks, which come in ye old pill bottle-esque um, uh, ink jars. Um, they're still called the Athena ink, but they've done Athena the pen. Oh, no, that's not a typo. That It's actually called Athena the pen, which is a limited run of... Of 500 pieces. Yep, and it is a pretty regular-sized pen, actually. Yes. Um, it comes with a pilot size 10 nib, um, and it's a black pen, black pen, gold trim, um, and it's got a chevron guilloche, chevron guilloche yeah. on chased the pattern. chase pattern. There we go. Uh, so they've been doing these for maybe the past 20 years in what they call Onoto style. Because um, Marazen were the first to bring fountain pens to Japan through by like importing Onoto. They were the Onoto dealer. A lot of Japanese write or like writers, authors use Onoto. Um, but also concurrently, they also like 
borrowed the design and made their own. And so around 20 years ago, they started making this series of like black flat-ended, maybe chased, a lot of gold rings there, like here and there uh, in different versions. I think they've been getting smaller because I've seen a series of these, um, I think the 140, display, yes. 130. Yeah, sure. There were, there were a whole bunch of these particular Athena the Pens of the past anniversary editions. And you line them all up and they're getting smaller and smaller, <laughs> whereas most pens these days are getting bigger and bigger. So that amused me because I think the one from about 10 years ago had a much larger nib on it. Uh, was it? All, all size pens. But the body was like 2cm longer. There you go. Yeah. Also, uh, sorry, and the price of that one was. Uh, oh no. Mm. The price of this one was forty forty eight thousand and six hundred yen with tax. With tax, uh, and that is the equivalent of about seven hundred and something AUD. Okay. Yeah. 700 and something AUD, which, again, is a lot of money for a size 10 nib. For a piece of plastic. A piece of historical plastic. (laughs) Why are you defending Violet, not me? Uh, Anyway, so um, it comes with a fine or a medium nib. Yes. And then the one... Every 10 years, they will put out a lemon. Which is not code for a dud pen. It is actually the name of the pen, which... Hello, Chuck. We miss you. We've been thinking about you a lot. And I have held your pen in my hand. So, um, surprise, we picked up, actually, I picked up one of the lemon pens Yes. for my fellow co-host, uh, Chuck, who I'm sure is itching to get his hands on this pen. It is, again, a pilot-produced um, pen. The entire body is yellow. Grip section is black with a flat top, um, yes. black top finial, and gold trim. Quite an eye-catching pen. It's really yellow. Yes, it's like thirty thousand yen, uh, one thousand pieces, and this is probably the second or third iteration of the lemon. I'm, they, they all look very similar, and usually at the same time they were also released for a limited amount of time. Marazin Lemon Ink. Which I bought. Um, oh, so Marazin Lemon, I ummed and ahed. I really don't need any more ink, but I ummed and ahed about this particular ink for so long. I was in the store and I had made the decision not to actually get lemon because at a pen meet uh, that we had in Tokyo, someone had actually brought a pen inked with lemon and it was completely unusable. Couldn't see it. I don't even think it works really well as a highlighter ink because it's a little bit not bright enough for a highlighter ink, not dark enough to actually see. I'm not quite sure what the use of it is, but Leo pretty much said to me exactly what he said right now, which is they bring out for a very limited time lemon ink. And there was a limited number that you could actually buy and it's not usually available. And if you wanted to collect the whole pill bottle set of the Athena inks, you had to get lemon and lemon was the hardest one to get. So guess who walked out with a bottle or two? Of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyway, so yeah, those were the special limited edition pens for the Marazen 150th year 
uh, pen exhibition. Um, we'll put on our Facebook page uh, pictures of some of these particular items. Yes. Um, yeah, so that was pretty cool. So that was both cool and not cool because this 150th anniversary interfered with their usual offerings for like the fountain pen fair. What's the fountain pen fair? So that, that, that's the reason why I came. It was to come see the Marazin uh, Fountain Pen Fair. And usually there are a selection of limited edition pilots, uh, sailors and everything. But because they were these companies were already making it for the 150th anniversary, then that means there were less uh, other, like, like same time other fair uh, special edition pens. Ah. Uh. But but at this particular event, my coolest takeaway mm-hmm. was um, they had a number of the pen brands actually at the um, at the fair. Yes. They had uh, display tables of new and old stock, mm-hmm. and um, the most exciting one for me personally was the pilot stand where they had breaking news, breaking news, <laughs> first time ever. Um, they had 20 new coloured decimos. Not one, not two, not even three, but 20 new colours. And it wasn't just even 20 new colours. It was a new finish as well. So new brushed metal finish um, in 20 different colours, like the whole co- colours of the rainbow. It was pretty cool. You got to go there, have a look, feel every single one of these pens, and Pilot asked you to vote for your favourite colour. Yes. And there's one colour, which is like this light electric blue, super eye-catching, sort of reminds us a little bit of the Nagasawa Emerald Decimo Limited Edition that sold out within like hours last year or 2017, 2017, I think. Um, it's like this bright blue, and it's the first thing that you saw out of all 20 colours. Yes. Um, and so, needless to say, I think six of us yes. all voted for <laughs> the light blue colour. Um, and thankfully, so these releases are meant to be staggered over the next uh, four seasons. They're releasing five uh, new colours every single season. The pilot rep uh, who was there explained that these would be almost custom order. So you would have to pre-order the color you want. There's a limited number made of every single color. And um, you pick the ones that you want, put your order in with a retailer, I think. Mm. And then they custom make these particular pens um, through a special order process. I don't know how true that is because (laughs) someone else uh, said the display a plaque explained that uh, there would be 400,000 of these made. Was it 400,000? I didn't pay attention. Um, it, it, so traveling and when you don't actually speak the language is a little bit difficult. So they did have a five colors, four five colors, four seasons between 2019 October for the first season batch, and then uh, every season up until 2020. Mm. Um, So I actually took a very sneaky photo of this. Sorry, Pilot. Um, And I didn't even realise that my sneaky photo of all 20, not 20 colours, 14 out of the 20 colours, had the no photography sign in it. (laughs) But uh, maybe we'll share this photo 
and I will pretend that the no photography sign didn't exist. We'll Photoshop it out really badly um, and post the actual picture of the colours because hype. Um, This trip for me has been all about decimos, so this was the absolute cherry on top for me yesterday when I saw these. So that was pretty cool. Uh, What else was cool other than decimos? Other than decimos. uh, All the big brands were there. Uh, Also, Eurobox was there. Eurobox, we've... It's been mentioned previously, uh, he has a shop in Tokyo, Ginza, and he sells a mix of old and new. And here at the show, he was selling like four large display cases worth of uh, vintage pens from both East and West, mostly West, because that's what he focuses on. Mm. And it was really cool. So he had all of his pens lined up, not in brand order, but in date order. Mm. So you chose the decade and you you picked the pen from that particular decade. So he had a really good selection of 1920s, 30s, mm. all the way up to 1980s, I think. It, I think it ended at it was, 1980s. Like, like M400 early versions. Yeah, so I think it, it ended at the 80s, which was all really cool as well. In addition to that, there was a... Opposite him was Ohashido. The What is Ohashido? Because this was my first time hearing about them. Uh, Ohashido uh, kanji is Dai Kyotong. It's like big bridge hall. Uh, he is currently the third generation, uh, you could say, pen, pen turner. His, his turning table was there with like the, the foot-operated uh, lathe and a selection of his uh, urushi-coated hard rubber pens. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that was pretty cool because in between uh, quiet periods, he just moved to his lathe and started yes. turning a new pen. Also uh, in the area was Eboya. Uh, Eboya, who are one part of the people helping out with the Tokyo Pen Show, uh, they also had a large selection of ebonite pens because they are the main suppliers of ebonite in Japan as far as I know. And their ebonite is pretty is pretty cool, actually. Um, so not only do you have your regular colours, but they also design... Um, it's almost like doing custom acrylic, mm. but they also do custom ebonite. And for the Marazen show, or Marazen pen fair, they had a specific colour, which was... I think they called it Sakura ebonite. Okay. It was black with pink swirls pink, different coloured pink swirls in it. And they had four, I think four of those pens uh, available on the first day that we Mm. went. And our friend... um, Which friend? You've made many friends this time. I have made many friends this time, but one of our friends, a lovely fellow by the name of Daniel, Dan, actually picked up one of these pens, which is pretty cool. So Dan, I had the fortune of speaking to in uh, at the actual pen meet that we had, and he is quite, um, let's say, an ink connoisseur. Uh, he's done the what I fondly refer to as the Japan ink journey, where he's gone from the top of Japan all the way down to the bottom, searching for exclusive sailor inks. Uh, I had a quick interview with him. Um, about ink collecting and inks in Japan. So I'm here with Daniel, who is at Zuto Danieru <laughs> um, on Instagram, uh, who is a bit of an ink aficionado, I hear. Yes, I have many inks. 
from Japan. Uh, since I live in Japan, I have I have um, the ability to go to a lot of the places that you you probably hear about and see on the web, um, and people that people covet. And I've been to many of those different locations, everywhere from um, as far north as Hokkaido to as far south as uh, Kagoshima. I have inks from both those locations and in between. And so have you done the Ink Voyage, the Sailor Special Edition Ink Voyage? Sailor Special Edition? Well, I guess that that's a form, a form of that. Like, you know, I think the, probably the craziest thing I've ever done was um, one day I took a day trip to Okayama to a place called Usagiya. Because Usagiya had at the time like 17 or 23 different inks. And I went to Usagiya thinking that like it would be an easy trip. It's an easy trip once you get to from, from Tokyo to Okayama. It's fairly easy because it's just the bullet train. But then, um, and it's actually uh, one bus that you can take that takes you close to Usagiya from Okayama Station. But um, the bus only comes every hour. So if you miss the bus, then you can walk to the train. But the train, the, the local train, also only comes every hour. So it took me, from Okayama Station to the store, I happened to make the connection pretty well. It took me maybe, um, from Okayama Station to the store, about 20 minutes. And on the way back, it took me two and a half hours to get back. Sorry, what was the store that you went to? Usagiya. Yeah, Usagiya is um, mainly in, uh, I think they have four or five different stores in Okayama Prefecture. And um, they have uh, Okayama-themed inks. Um, my favorite one is probably, um, oh boy, that's a hard one. I haven't thought about them in a while. They have this one called, um, it's called... Ushimado Egekai Blue. So it's um, Ushiyama, I think, is a... Or Ushimado is a... I think it's a location in, Oka, uh, in Okayama. And that blue, it's like a blue-green. And um, uh, kind of unusual. And so what's the collection standing at at the moment? And how do you store it all, considering how yes. expensive real estate is in Tokyo? <laughs> um, I think it's somewhere around 500. And um, uh, I, I don't... Uh, I store it just I, st- I make sure that the bottles are tight because sailor bottles are notoriously um, not screwed on tight when you first buy them. Um, I have stopped buying duplicates um, because I think I've only actually I've never finished a bottle of anything. I think the only bottle I've ever come close to finishing is Pilot uh, Iroshizuku Fuyugaki, which was my favorite color for a long time. Um, and uh, you know, at one time I think I probably had that in eight or ten different pens at the same time. <laughs> But uh, Fuyugaki doesn't do well on Grafilo. Uh, there's a couple of the Ido Shizuku inks that don't do well on Grafilo because they, they um, feather, which was a big disappointment when I discovered Grafilo because I use Grafilo almost um, universally now for note-taking and, and letters and things like that. And um, Sailor works well with Grafilo. The only disadvantage of Grafilo is that um, it has a tendency to, if an ink has a green element, it has a tendency to bring out greens. So a good example of, um, of one ink, which is kind of a disappointment on Grafilo, is Pen and Message Cigar, which is a very favorite ink, which is supposed to be a brown cigar color. On Grafilo, it's a, uh, I guess it's a, a not fully cured green cigar color on Grafilo. And what, why Grafilo um, paper over any other paper? Um, Grafilo has it shows sheen the best, and, and it doesn't um, discriminate between um, some um, inks, some papers. For example, I, I know that a lot of people are crazy about Tomoe River. Tomoe River, um, generally, which is available in Japan, is too thin for my tastes. But there is one, a notebook called uh, 
GLC or GLP or something from Taiwan? The author. It's called The Author. Author GLC. I actually have one here. Um, which is thicker. It's as thick as Graffilo. But it, for some reason, it's not coated in quite the same way. Yeah, it's GLP Creations, The Author, which is a fantastic uh, Taiwanese, I think, um, notebook on Tamoy River, which comes in, in either uh, dot or lines or blank. Um, and it has like this fake leather cover, which is very nice. Anyway, um, the question was, why Graffilo? Graffilo um, shows sheens like the reds, which, which have green and gold sheens, the, the blues that have the pink sheens, the greens that have the red sheens. It shows all the different sheens. Uh, and it also has like this sort of buttery, if you haven't used it, it's kind of hard to describe. Anyone who, who has used it will know what I'm talking about, but it's almost like a sort of cushiony, but also smooth finish. Uh, and and one, the, the one thing that people don't like about it is that the dry time is long. But if you like worse that, than Tomorrow River, oh, definitely worse than Tomorrow River, definitely. But I mean, if that's what you want. I mean, so you just make sure you don't scrape your hand across the paper, and then you know before it's dry. Uh, I don't. I've, I've gotten away from Noodler's ink because some of the Noodler, Noodler's inks never dry. But um, uh, Sailor and Graffilo is a pretty good match. So majority of the collection Sailor. That's. I'd have to actually do like some statistics on it, but I would say you know because I live here, you know I would say it's. I my guess would be that it's probably sixty percent Sailor, and much less like you know Pilot doesn't have that many inks, so and and Platinum doesn't have that many inks, so yeah, maybe the next largest number of inks after that would probably be. That's a question. That's something I haven't thought about. Um, I can't even think of like what the next. I own a lot of Sailor. Oster, Oster would be. I probably have the next. The next largest would be Oster. Now that I think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So when I first uh, got into Oster, they had thirty-four colors, and um, Rob was absolutely fantastic and said, "Yep, these are the thirty-four colors I've got." I think now they're at about ninety something, ninety over a hundred now, with um, excluding their shake and shimmies. Yes, yes. Yeah, and I've actually kind of, uh, some of the, the diamine ones that have the, I, I, I used to like, but I've been having trouble finding pens that actually pass the, uh, pass the particles well enough um, to be able to really enjoy them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mont Blanc inks? I have uh, recently, um, I got my hands on the scented ones, Wood and Smoke. Which is, you know, it's, um, I, I like that, uh, I, I, you know, I like it so much I'd like to actually, you know, like put it on as like a, because it is, I think it actually is a very alluring smell. <laughs> what about the whiskey one? I like the whiskey one. I, yeah, I like the whiskey one. I don't drink alcohol, but I, I do like the smell of that. The whiskey one would be good too. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. And what are you currently riding with? I'm, uh, well. Uh, or what ink are you currently ink? Like, I, I basically like, I like orange and I like the blue grays or blue green grayish blue blue greens and I like grays I don't like the grays that have purplish grays I like the grays that have like um, like uh, one of my favorite grays is uh, it's called Kumo Cloud and it's from um, Staya uh, Shoten 
in Hokkaido. Um, and it comes with, there's like a set. It's not a set really, but like they, they, there's one that's called sun and there's rain and there's cloud. And rain is called rain. Sun is called, uh, I think it's called, it might be called heat, which is sun. or And then uh, kumo is cloud. Uh, but it's a gray that has a red undertone. I, I love that ink. It's um, uh, unusual. There's very few inks like that in Japan. Um, rain is uh, a perfect example of a, uh, a, a gray, blue, blue-green, which is very unusual. There's very few inks like it. Um, I, Oster doesn't have one like it. Um, uh, and then um, the oranges, like, I really like uh, my very favorite orange at the moment is Robert Oster Burned Orange, which has a silver sheen, which is just unbelievable. There's, abs- there's only one ink like it in Japan. Um, the closest thing to it in Japan from Sailor is um, uh, Sankodo from Nagoya Tokokuzan Fruits. So if, if you're having trouble finding, you know, for a person who's in Japan who can't get Oster inks, that's a good substitute. Uh, or you can get Oster inks at Sutaya Bookstore in Ginza 6. Since when, really? Since I was there last night and posted it on Instagram. Yes, spotted. How many? Not that many, yeah. uh, but it was on display. Okay. And so they they, um, they do stock Oster inks okay. here. Okay. Top tip for our Japanese <laughs> listeners. Okay. Um, so, yes, what have you currently got inked? Um, I have a lot of things inked at the same time, and I'm trying to get away from that. <laughs> um, I think the pen that I use the most is uh, I use a cap. I use a capless, uh, the new capless stripe, which is um, I was looked at it and I thought, you know, it's too fat for me because I don't like the capless because it's too fat. I hold a pen between my, my first two fingers. And the ergonomic hold. It's actually better for you. It probably is, actually, for your hand. Um, so I use Capless a lot, and I have uh, recently I inked that new Capless with, um, with oh gosh, Kingdom Notes Tataka. I think that's what I used. And then I, I also have this Keras Customs uh, Ultra Black, which is a, a aluminum anodized aluminum pen with a dull finish and a black Bach nib, which has um, something called Rusa. Uh, Hakkaku Ai, which is, Rusa is a um, Amazon store only ink. Um, it's uh, maybe 17 sailor inks that um, only really became known to the larger pen community after um, the Tokyo Pen Show when um, a gentleman by the name of um, Mr. Uh, Ken Takeda, who has this website, Happy Ink Days, he got up on stage and he did a, a special with him where he put out a map of Japan showing all the stores that exist in Japan with Sailor Inks. <laughs> and all the ones that are were, were in the most current issue of Shumino Bungubako at the time. And he also had the ones that were didn't happen to be in Shumino Bungubako on, on the map as well, so you could figure out where those were. <laughs> and one of the ones was Rusa, and I, I had... Um, bought things from Rusa's store uh, pen items from the, the store I didn't realize they had the inks but uh, anyway they have um, uh, some some that are very unusual and Hakkaku Ai is a um, it's uh, a grayish blue black which has a little bit of a red sheen um, and then uh, another one of my favorites is um, is Kobayashi Bungukan Kobayashi Otodome which is a bluish gray and I have this in a Frank, Franklin Christoph um, uh, 46 long which is uh, very very nice ice version too this is the, the bung box ice a blue ice I couldn't get one I was very upset yeah, yeah. It's, it's very very nice it's very very nice especially like if you missed out on the um, on like an Italian ice because they did this pen in Italian ice 
course at one time as well? Maybe the short one, maybe not the long one. A short one short in Italian one. ice. Yeah. I have the short one in Italian ice. Yeah, it's very nice, isn't it? So this is like, you know, a close substitute to the Italian ice. I actually like... Um, I like the one that you have better. Maybe we should trade. <laughs> Let's talk offline. Yeah, yeah. And then the other one I like is... Um, um, I have the, I like the, the uh, um, uh, Coke bottle. Not Coke bottle. Um, antique glass as well. I don't have that. I don't have that. But like my... I think my grail pen right now would be uh, Franklin Christoph 03 in, uh, in, in antique glass because that does exist um, and the gourmet pens uh, lady she did a review of that pen and then I contacted Franklin Christoph and they said you know it's only you know it's um, first come first serve when we do the special thing it's not anymore it's now by raffle so it's even worse it's now by raffle and so there's one other one I don't know if you've seen but um, Fuking Trading in Singapore have a blue version so in, like the uh, Italian ice is shines, shines purple under yes, yes. sunlight um, the Fuking Trading one is blue oh, yes. like so it's like the Bung Box one no it's, the, it's almost exactly the same as Italian ice but it shines blue okay um, and it's transparent okay because so it's not um, like the cloudy one it's not cloudy it's transparent okay. yeah yeah that one's really nice and this one like um, that um, Kobayashi Bungukan I, I think I, I would you know I have to be fair because there's a lot of good places there's a lot of places that have good inks Joyful 2 is fantastic Joyful 2 has a magenta called uh, Ikaho Magenta which has a uh, because it's a magenta it has that gold sheen um, I was writing with it at Bung Box and a lady for Singapore was looking over my shoulder and she saw and she says where do you where do you get that and you know this is another example of a, a trip that I took silly trip that I took I looked up on Google Maps how to get from my house to uh, Joyful 2 in Nita in, in, in Guma Prefecture and um, you know how the um, you have like the, the train or the car or the walking and it gives you the time and the, the train has a bar instead of like a number of minutes or hours <laughs> So I was like, what does that mean? And um, what it means is that you can't get there on public transportation. And so I, I have a car, so I just drove my car. I drove my car one way to Nita to buy the, the Joyful Two Inks. But, but I, you know, I was going to say, um, I think, I don't think I have a favorite store because uh, my ink, uh, my, my ink uh, interests are so narrowly, you know, focused. But um, Kobayashi, Bungukan Kobayashi's inks, every one of them is unusual. And, um, you know, they started with Kawasemi, which is like this green-blue, which is very nice, and it goes with the pen. And then they have this extremely interesting um, dark uh, green-blue called... um, it's called Sugaruan Natsu, which is wonderful too. And Otodome, when it, when I, I was at the pen show as a volunteer, and I, I asked the Bungu Kan Kobayashi people, um, you know, it seems like you, there's something missing from your palette. And the guy says to me, well, we actually have a new one coming out very soon. And I said, well, um, what color is it? He says, we'll try and guess. And so I thought to myself, well, you know something, what you're missing is, you're missing a gray. And the guy says, um, uh, no comment. And so at that point, we knew, like, you know, but the, the thing about, you know, people that are not interested in, like, um, purplish grays or people who would look at it online and see it looks kind of like a blue, it's not a blue. And you really have to see it in person in order to appreciate what it is um, because it is unique. And um, I think the most unique ink they do is actually um, the Mikan, so Shizuoka Mikan, which is an orange, which is sort of a, a brown-tending orange, which is unlike – I would say it's unlike anything else, but it's actually kind of like – 
Tsushima Sancho Uo, which is a uh, the, the, the orangey lizard ink from Kingdom Note. It's kind of in the same family, and it's also kind of a relative of um, Tomiya Bungu Inaho. Not to be confused with Hiroshizuku Inaho. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, those three are all kind of similar, but... Um, I, uh, I think that Kobayashi Bungu has probably the most unique and usable inks, although the, 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 the pink one, Koromo uh, Hagoromo, is kind of a disappointment because it doesn't really have any unusual properties, but like, and it's, it's kind of uh, hard to write with because it's not like, uh, you have to have a really heavy flow in order for it to be legible. Anyway. So if you were coming to Tokyo and you didn't have a car, didn't have public transport, and didn't have two and a half hours spare yes. to go to Usagiya, yeah. what would you recommend people get ink-wise? Assuming that they're all in stock, where would I recommend that you go? Absolutely. Yeah. Other than, uh, well... That's a real good question. Because um, I think the majority of people would say go to Kingdom Note and buy out whatever they have in stock. I wouldn't say buy, I would say buy one of everything that you're going to use yourself, but because... The Kingdom Note people actually told me that um, they've actually had to break up fights um, <laughs> at certain times of the year when, um, <laughs> that happened there. Uh, so, funny story is that um, last time I was here, uh, Brian, who is sometimes a co-host on the, pod se- um, the podcast as well, he and I were both at uh, Kingdom Note together and we both saw uh, one of the jellyfish inks. It was a blue one and there was one left. And the two of us, we started getting into some really heated, not not fights and not debates, but yeah. some heated negotiations because yeah. I was over my luggage limit and he was carrying ink back for me. And I spotted this ink first and I said, I would like that ink, but you're carrying it back for me. He was not particularly impressed. So um, we... It may have been you guys they were, they were talking about. <laughs> That's probably their version of a fight right there. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it's, they have a lot of customers, but, uh, you know, I think that's the first one that comes to mind because they have the widest selection um, but like there's pockets of Staya Ginza Ginza 6 actually at one time had three inks that were really amazing about like two sets ago the current one is a Kakimori um, pigment ink and the one before that was Kabuki related something or other and then the ones before that had a blue that was amazing that I missed out on um, it was, was that the launch set the might set might have been the first one they did so I was there at Sutaya Ginza 6 launch um, and it was of the store itself so I was there when they launched the they launched a pink they launched a gold like a rusty gold color and a blue green yeah the blue green was probably the one that yeah yeah that I missed out on yeah uh, we'll talk offline themed or something like that yeah 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 we'll talk we'll talk offline yeah yeah but I, I yeah I'd say you know the, the short answer is Ginza something else people should know is that um, Takashimaya in, in Nihonbashi also has a series of inks that are called Shiho which includes Akane which is a not the same Akane as Maruzen Akane it's a little bit redder but it has uh, uh, maybe a more pronounced sheen um, they don't have them all the time, and you have to ask uh, if they do because they might not be out. But I want to say they have um, four. One of the unusual ones is something called Chuki, which is a dark yellow, which is very unusual. It's very rare. And uh, if you're into that range, then um, that's one that not to miss. Um, and Takashimaya, when I was here, it would have been a very long time ago when I went to Takashimaya for inks, but they used to have a set of, I don't know if it's the same set you're mentioning, they had a set of eight inks in the old Sailor Vars bottles. Yes, that's the ones I'm talking about. Ah, yeah. yes. 
Yes. Yeah. So it's a yeah. set of eight. Yes. It, I don't, it wasn't sold as a set, but it was. It was. Yeah. And, and I think they still. I, I. They probably don't have them. But if you ask about them, they'll probably tell you, "Oh, yes, we do that." But like, we don't have any. But um, the a couple are uh, were unusual. Um, there must be something else. Uh, the. Itoya in um, Motomachi in Yokohama has uh, three new blue inks that are like sun, uh, sky and water and port or something like that, which are if you like blues, it's uh, interesting. Um, I was just there yesterday. I was at no, I was at uh, close to Yokohama yesterday, okay. but um, yeah. didn't stop by. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so there's little pockets of things here and there. Um, I would say that if you have time. Um, probably the best thing to do would be to have yourself sent something at your hotel from Rusa. It's RU-SA um, on Amazon, C-O-J-P, uh, because um, it'll be cheaper than having it sent, you know, if you're overseas. Awesome. Thanks so much for the hot tips, Daniel. Alrighty. So, other than uh, Eboya, um, Ohashido, and Eurobox who were actually on the first level yes. of um, Maruzen. Um, who else was there? In the basement level. In the basement level? Really? It was... All I, all I remember was a lot of the big brands, so Sailor, Pilot... Sailor wasn't there. I didn't think Sailor was there. I bought a Sailor there. But what Sailor did you buy there? I bought a new pink... Gordo Navy Blue Progear. Ah. Right? I didn't think Sailor was there. Were they not were they there and I just was completely blind? Yeah, they had a few like of the new cross XYZ Naginata nibs and Huh and the Sailor booth. Okay, so Sailor was there apparently. Um, you are distracted by the big oh, booth of Pilot and Death sorry, Note, the, the, that the, you didn't care about the tiny little Sailor booth right next to it. Probably because yeah. Pilot was really stole the show for me this time. Yes. Um, but yeah, Sailor also did a special edition for the pen show, which was the navy with pink gold trim, yes. uh, pro gear. Yes, full not size. a Rialo. No, full size twenty one k FM thirty thousand yeah which is also a lot of money for a pretty plastic, but it's so pretty. <laughs> I think it's a Japan exclusive. I think it's a Maruzen exclusive, isn't it? Uh, uh, that's what I thought, but I've been seeing it announced in more places than one as time has gone on. Huh. Yeah. okay. Cool. Then there was also a, a nib tuner there, right? Uh, or like a pen clinic? There was a pen clinic. Uh, Maruzen... Usually, will run a like a two-person pen clinic by pilot, um, but in this particular pen clinic, they are okay to fix, and, or, or at least they're, they're okay to open to all brands. Ah, oh, cool, cool. Um, and then there was something that was really cool, and uh, someone had to explain to me what this was. But um, there was a pilot guy sitting in front of a really large scale mat. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, did you know what this was? Because I didn't until someone explained it to me. Uh, I know what it was, but I was confused because that's where usually Nakaya sits. Nakaya weren't there this time. Um, Unless you're telling me Nakaya was there and I just missed it because I was stuck at the pilot booth. No, no, I I think they they start like maybe a a day or two later. 
So you mean I can go back yes. and have a look? You should. I should. Okay. Yes. Anyway, there's the, a the guy with a mat and a, a large table, which I was interested in because there were some of the new steel pilot pens from like like the, ex, not Explorer, I don't know what the name it is, but uh, steel grants, gold grants, and that long thing that looks like a pilot custom 74, but it's in the wrong colors and there's a, small circular disc on top and it has a steel nib uh, and there's a man who will if you sit down and make an appointment he will hand you what looks like a custom heritage size 10 attached to a long wire and then he will ask you to, to, to do a little bit of a writing sample and he will decide what uh, using superior technology he will decide what pen nib from Pilot is most suitable for you so basically, it's uh, pen astrology. Yes. Penstrology. That, 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 that's pretty much. <laughs> it, it really, it was pretty cool because we saw a lady actually sit mm. down. The guy looked really bored for the longest period of time. And I really wanted to have a sit down, but <laughs> evidently with the language difficulties, yes. I didn't think it would, would, would have been of much use. But a lady actually sat down. Mm-hmm. And so they get you to write your name over mm. a particular portion uh, on a piece of paper over a particular portion of the mat. And the mat measures your writing pressure. So then um, writing pressure, whether you angle your pen to the left, to the right, whether you're centered, uh, whether your angle is high or low. And then all of this data gets input into the miraculous computer thing emojigi. Yes. And um, this piece of paper that you've written your name on gets run through a printer and miraculously it spits out what pen is right for you and what <laughs> angle you write at. I, my mind was blown. Um, I was warned, however, that this was definitely for Japanese um, writing, mm. so uh, writing characters mm. rather than uh, English writing. So um, may come out with certain errors if you did it <laughs> Well, if I'd tried it. Um, And also, the other caveat was, this was only a recommendation. What pilot thinks is your ideal nib. Um, So who pilot matches you up with in terms of married at first sight, not your necessarily your preference. Yes. So, for instance, in uh, Twilight terms, pilot could have told you that you were Team Edward, but secretly you're Team Jacob. (laughs) Or you could be Team Switzerland or Team I don't give a shit when it comes to Twilight. Yes. Other than that, what else was there? Uh, at Marazin? Yes. Uh, there are a lot of people and a lot of friends. And there were inks. Inks? Oh, right, yes. So what happens at the beginning of every Marazin first day? Top tip. Top, top, top secret, super secret tip. Oh, man, I'm totally blowing my 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 fun out of the water um so next year 2020 when when there's gonna be a lot more people coming because of the olympics uh check the opening times line up half an hour beforehand and uh find the ink section as fast as possible because they will usually have a limited re-release of all their former show inks so if this was the tenth and the, like tenth round, tenth year, then all nine of the previous shows inks were available in limited quantities. 
And when we say limited quantities, some of them do get restocked. But by the time I went down to have a look at these inks, like which was about... One, two hours later? No, it wasn't even two like hours later. Minutes. It was about... <laughs> I think it was about 10.30, 10.30, one of the colours had already sold out. Yes. And it actually, it wasn't a, we're waiting for restock, it was it was sold out. Just empty shelf. It, was a, um, it had a sign that said, mm. sold out. Um, so that was pretty cool, I didn't know that. And these are all um, inks which are made for the Pen Fair. Mm. Um, they come out with a new colour every year. This year's colour was a blue it was a very, blue. very nice blue. And uh, they uh, they come out with one every single year. And um, you could get all of the previous years, past 10 years worth of um, nine years plus this year's yeah. worth of special edition inks all in one go. And these are made by Sailor. They come mm-hmm. in the Sailor vase bottles. bottles. Jinx. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think other than that at Marizen, that was pretty much it yes. in terms of interesting stuff that we saw at Marizen. Mm. Um, now neither of us are actually going to be here for the Mitsukoshi um, Pen Exhibition World Expo World. F- they that the Mitsubishi uh, Mitsubishi Mitsukoshi yeah. event. So Mitsukoshi is a is the largest chain of department stores in um, Japan, yes. and they run. Uh, they've traditionally run a fountain pen fair, usually a week after Marazen. Yes. So March is the time to go, and their special release. Um, they do, they do special edition pens for their yes. uh, World Fountain Pen Day as well. Yes. This year was a little bit disappointing. Was a, for me at least, it yes. was quite disappointing. Uh, so usually we expect a pair of decimos, a Nakaya, uh, and a big and small sailor, and a platinum in some cool pattern. And so last year they had. Um, a platinum, which I've shown on the nib section, actually. Um, it was a blue, a chartreuse blue. Um, demo, uh, no ring. Demo. Uh, sorry, it was a chartreuse, platinum chartreuse blue um, 3776 mm. with clouds, with like different colored clouds on it. It was like um, different shades of sparkly blue clouds on it, which was super cool. The year before was red with good omens. Uh, mm. Good coinage. omen coinage yeah. coins, um, which was also cool. It was like the um, what do they call their red color? Red. A Burgoyne. Yes. Um, Burgoyne red with um coins on it, yes. uh, like old um Japanese coins uh, symbols on it. I don't know what the year before that was. I didn't pay attention. No. Um, yeah, it's been a while. And then last year they had a pair of sailors with good uh, good luck charms, yes. so a black and a white, which I do happen to have, um, with gold makie on top mm. um, with these symbols, and that was pretty cool. But this year, no sailor. They had a nakaya that was in, that had the symbol of a bamboo, so bamboo makie on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the nakaya was limited to two pieces. I think last year they had a limit of four nakaya, okay. maybe. I'm going to prove myself wrong when I have a look at last year's info. But um, this year was only two available of the nakaya. Mm-hmm. They had a special eboya, 
Um, no plat, no platinum this year. No platinum. Um, the only thing that was done this year was heavy promotion of platinum's 100 year yes. pen, which uh, is the sterling silver and the solid so, platinum. Yeah. Um, I actually don't know what that pen's called. The anniversary pen. And then the only thing worth getting in my most humble opinion, were the pair of decimos, which, if you're a fan of the Twilight or the Sun, uh, Crimson Sunrise, mm-hmm. these are uh, gradient pens. So one is a pink to white gradient, so mm-hmm. a dark pink to a white gradient um, with uh, gold rings on it. Sort of Olympic-esque, but just more ring patterns. Very Lovely. pretty. Very bubbly, yes. Looks like bubbles. It's like bubble beam. Someone's bubble beamed the um, decimos. And then the other one is a dark blue, almost black to a lighter or to a mid-tone blue Mm -hmm. gradient, which is really, really, like, it's a good-looking pen. The pink one looks much better in photos, but in person, the blue, oof, that's a sexy pen. Um, And they are a limited... 100 each. 100 each with um, a huge markup on them. Oh, my gosh. So these these go for 27,000. Yeah. 27,000. So in Aussie dollars, that is close to 400, 400 Aussie dollars. Mm. Close to yeah. 400 Aussie okay, dollars. Yeah. Which, ah, for a decimo. Ah, for a pair. Ah. But? But... And this was news that we heard on the day. Um, do you want to break the news? Do you want to break the news? Uh, turns out, uh, one of my reliable sources was talking to the, the people there. And next year, there will be no Mitsukoshi Pen Fair? Question mark, but possibly so. I am waiting for confirmation from a second source. But uh, from what they've offered this year, it sounds like a... a, a, a simple like like a natural way to go they've been doing this for a lot of years and apparently according to them sales are not doing as well as they thought so they they might be outsourcing their stationary department to something like itoya or marathon and so that's that's disappointing. Yes. That's disappointing because I I always like shopping at Mitsukoshi. Um, I make an effort to go every single time I'm in Japan, and I've bought many a pen from Mitsukoshi. But um, yeah, so these two special decimos are the last ever speci- possibly. possibly possibly the last ever special edition decimos done by Mitsukoshi. And Mitsukoshi have had a great history of some fabulous special pens. Now, I do remember almost all of these. Oh, I remember the one, what was it, like, the Lion? So they had, so this year with uh, the Gradient pens, last year they had the Baby oh, yeah. Blue and Baby Pink checkered mm-hmm. decimos with gold trim. And guess who just picked up a pair of those? Yay! Thank you, thank you, thank you. That was... um one of my most exciting pickups this particular time. The year before that was a gold and black set with mm. oh, some type of... It was other other gold printing on top. Yes. It was a gold great. pattern. It was very pretty and it sold out pretty quick. I skipped on that one. Ah! You shouldn't have. Okay. The year before that were the Kieran Clouds. Yes. So it was a black and white set with... Um, Blue clouds near mm. the um, near the center band. That's the one I have. Yes, 
So other than that, that we had, I think that was all that we really saw yesterday in yes. terms of uh, pen uh, show, pen fair related stuff. But I will say I've had my eyes opened this time round, especially when it comes to new, um, new, new, new stuff that's been coming out, um, or what people uh, here are doing to their collections. <laughs> uh, and so I'm gonna do an insert here. Uh, well, actually, no, I'm gonna do a. I'm gonna share on the Facebook page and probably on our Instagram as well. A couple of photos. Um, that I took of um, Raden pens, aftermarket Raden finishes. Yes. So we had, after the Amarazen pen fair yesterday, we had a dinner Yes. Um, that was kindly organised by... By Keiko-san. Uh, by Keiko-san. Thank you, Keiko-san. And it was attended by uh, a number of uh, very, very interesting collectors from around um, the world. I can name them. Okay, it's from Japan, Taiwan, New York, Australia... Hong Kong. Thailand. And Thailand. And Thailand. Thailand. Sorry. Thailand. Sorry, Keith. Sorry, Keith. And Keith had the most amazing pens that he brought out. Um, So Keith, our friend from Thailand, had just casually whipped out a whole array of um, pens which had aftermarket urushi uh, or... Um, Raden done to it, and a couple of other techniques. Yes. And I've, I'm blanking on the technique uh, names. He also likes some, I think, Tsugaru Nuri. Uh, that, that stuff where there's like multi layers of like just black and gold. Or she just rubbed out in, in, in bits and pieces so it looks like, like a very organic smattering of, of gold organic flecks mm. on like a body. So I've seen a lot of aftermarket work um, this time round. And uh, so Keith did mention that a bulk of his aftermarket um, Urushi and Raden work was done by Hiroko-san at Bokumondo, who I also had the pleasure of meeting last night and trying to explain to her what girlfriend tax was in very broken... <laughs> Well, it wasn't even broken Japanese because I didn't know how to explain girlfriend or tax in Japanese. But um, I met the lovely Hiroko-san, who mm. is the creator um, of a lot of these aftermarket Raden yes. finishes. And I have an absolute dream pen in mind. I'm going home. I'm ordering a Franklin Christoph. I'm sending it straight to Hiroko-san mm. to get some uh, work done on it. And one of the things that uh, Keith specifically said was that... Um, the parts need to be removable. The parts need to re- be removable. No, he no? said. Okay, never mind. When he sees a black pen, <laughs> he sends it straight to Hiroko-san at Bokumondo, um, and he hates plain black pens. Um, and this is a guy who literally whipped out a number of um, a very well-known pen. So he had a Mont Blanc one four six ninetieth year edition one four six. He did it on the. And beautiful, beautiful. Um, oh, <laughs> love, the destruction. Work. No. But this was, uh, you know, the 90th year, the rose gold nib yes. with the 90 on the nib. Yeah, he had one of those sent to Hiroko-san, yeah. done beautiful, beautiful Raden work on it. Um, what else did he also do? He also converted his, I think it was his blue M800 into a black with Raden mm-hmm. M800. Um Beautiful. Yes. 
absolutely stunning. In the hundreds, uh, I think. In one thousand. One four nine. Uh, I don't think he had a one four nine. But. But he had a Franklin Kristoff model thirty three, which is apparently the perfect model for doing this type of work on. I never knew. Um, That's the one with the big long case that screws in at like the back of the pen. Yes, absolutely. Um, or maybe he did have a one four nine. I just blanked. And the coolest Sean Newton pen. Yes. So Newton pens has not been something that I've been a big fan of in the mm. past. Um, I've seen a couple and I, it didn't really, it wasn't my cup of tea, but the one that he had was definitely my cup of tea. I like the style of the finish. It's very reminiscent of the Nightline, uh, but with added... The, you, the Namiki, Pilot Namiki, yes. Yukari Nightline. I think it's most famous. Yes, it's the one where you've got a lot of thin, either purple or green or blue uh, stripped rather than um, done in a sort of like sinusoidal pattern around the center of the pen. So it looks like a, it looks like a um, pilot vanishing point Raden Minamo, mm. the water um, design on steroids, like mm. on super, super, super duper, like ridiculous steroids. And in the Sean Newton um his unique pen design. Uh, I don't know if this one's the prospector. Is it the prospector? It's the only mold I know. I don't. Uh, I get them mixed up. We will fix it in the tagging okay. when we actually share these. And so dinner last night was um, essentially no one ate. Everyone played with pens instead. It was unlimited drinks, and people were playing with pens instead. <laughs> I mean, unlimited drinks, whether it was alcoholic, non-alcoholic, and I only had three drinks over a two pe- a two hour period. Like you know that something's wrong yes. when we're all playing around with pens. Yes, that was that was a very fun dinner. I mean, I mean the food was good too. Don't get me, don't get me wrong, but like when you've got people of this type of collector just like hey i'm in town here are my pens let, let, let's share your pens let's see your pens and, and you can see mine and then they whip out like shiny 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 yes um so other than that this time around i've seen a lot of post um so custom work mm. um which we will talk a little bit more about in the next episode um, other than that, what else did I see that was cool? I saw a faux decapod from... The Pen BBS. Pen BBS faux decapod. Almost cut my finger on the step down. <laughs> However, it doesn't have the same uh, cross-threading issue that a real Nakaya decapod has. Does it only have, like, one thread? I don't know, but it always lines up. Okay. Um, and we'll share photos of that as well. It's a metal twist decapod, mm. um, but it's a Pen BBS and not a Nakaya. And comes with a much lower price tag, and I may go home and buy one. Apparently, it's only thirty bucks versus a Nakaya Decapod, which will set you back about fifteen hundred. Yes, I've been watching Pen BBS over the past three, like like half a year to a year, and and like ever since they they said they would start, they they might do a vac fill. The moment they said they would do a vac fill, I they are pretty much they have all the filling systems, like like uh, all the filling system technology at their fingertips. And now they're also like occasionally delving into like cool bodies, like this decapod twist. Not decapod twist. Sorry, just decapod. No, it's a decapod twist, oh, but no, it, but it's not, not actually a <laughs> Nakaya decapod twist. Okay. It's yes. a notapod twist. Yes. 
Yeah, well, let's leave it at that. So it's the Pen BBS, not a pod twist. So I also you, had. Oh, you also had the opportunity to meet um, a different Dan. Oh yes, yes. Yes, where you loved every single one of his nibs. Absolutely. Um, and that, here's a good Dan, reason. Yeah. Uh, Dan... So so first one was Dan Z, and this one is Dan H. Dan H. Who is what's his Instagram handle? Dan Don three seven five. Yes, should be. Okay, if it's wrong, it's not my fault. Yeah, sorry, um, Dan. <laughs> yes, so I also met Dan, who casually was in town from New York mm. and had casually only packed a couple of pans. So he says, while whipping out about 60 pans. He is a kindred spirit. Um, and all of his were inked. And I tried, yeah, a number of his pens, which I've never had an experience where I've tried someone's pens and every single one of them were tuned, wrote to perfection. Mm. As in... And it's really hard to explain because I own a lot of pens and most of my pens write pretty well, but his are just next level. 100% pen, like nib to paper, write. Yeah, not only that, Mm. but it was nib to paper. It wrote super smooth. um, No railroading. No railroading, no ink flow issues. um, It wasn't too wet. It was wet, but it wasn't too wet. Mm. Definitely not dry. And every single pen just wrote like an absolute charm. Mm. And almost all of the nibs were on cool bodies, um, either with aftermarket finishes, again, by Bokumondo. So we'll include her Instagram in the show notes as well. Um, Or he he had a number of stylo art. Yes. Uh, Stylo art was originally based, is based in Japan, but they also show up at a lot of American pen shows. Um, They like to make bodies out of wood. It's a very cylindrical, no-clip pattern. Um, and then they were usually inside is usually a pilot size 10 or size 15 on a plastic, like the normal plastic, like uh, pilot section. And this was really cool because um, Dan was evidently a fan of the FA nib because yes. he had three of those stylo art pens with different FA nibs on them. I think nearly all his stylo arts have FA nibs. <laughs> Well, I only had the pleasure of seeing three. And, um, yeah, they were they were fantastic. Um, and he also had so many cool Franklin Christophs, mm. all just actual, like, limited runs for pen shows. And he... So Dan did say that the benefit of being in the US, especially in New York... He is a walking advertisement for just going to a big American pen show like San Francisco, LA, DC... Okay, so uh, what is it? The Pen Journey 2020? Yeah, sure. Yeah, 2020. We'll, we'll, we'll hit up um, the US. No more Japan because Mitsukoshi isn't doing anything, so not <laughs> worth it anymore. Um, yeah, so yes, Dan also had really cool stuff. And then we, I also had the pleasure of meeting Ms. Lai from mm. Yaqing style glass nib pens. Yes. And I own, uh, thanks to Leo for sourcing one for me, mm. I own one of her older model? Older? Se- I would say second generation. Second generation glass. Not that she officially has generations. It's probably her like second big official product. Um, so it is a converter-filled glass nib pen. So What, what body? Uh, blue... Brass, right? Blue brass, I think. Like lacquered brass? Uh, it was blue. Okay. All I remember was that it was blue. Lacquered, yes. Lacquered brass body. Uh, I think 
she's also yeah. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. And then I saw her updated version of the model that I had,、yes. which I lusted after.、Um, I saw this at Bungu Box.、Mm. Um, they had the gradient versions of it,、yes. with pearlescent shimmer and shine, and ugh, they were they were pretty. Something special, and then Ms. Lai brought out at、um, at a casual coffee shop, yeah,、sure. um, a selection of all of her new edition glass nib pens, which she makes out of her own special material. So,、um, like- the way she explained it was, she uses wood to、mm-hmm. um, so the base of these pens are actually all wood. And the wood finish has high pressure resin or、mm. acrylic、um, pressurized into the wood, so it comes out with all these different、uh, custom colors and patterns. And every single one of them is unique. They're all hand turned. Yes, hand turned. Yes. yes.、Um, they've now also had a revamp of the grip sections、mm-hmm. as well, so that the grip section matches the body. The grip、yes. section used to be a plain black. Or a plain metal grip,、mm-hmm. but now the grip is actually made out of this cool. I don't even know what this material is called. This uh, wood, uh, uh, like aluminite. I heard the words. Yeah, alumni being thrown around as well. Yeah,、so. something like that. Yes, but these are absolutely fantastic pens. At least the one that I have is really writes really really She's well. She's also updated the nib since I got mine. So、yes. so now、uh, it's a slightly bigger, longer one that has a. Double spiral, and inspired, inspired by. by. And so Ms. Lai said that this was inspired by a soft serve. Yes.、Um, so the soft serve ice cream—that's where she got her inspiration for her new glass nibs.、Um, that was heaps cool. And she had one another experiment, not、yes. for sale yet. Well, maybe not for sale, but it was definitely experimental.、Um, she had a really cool nib. We f-、uh, fondly refer to it as the naginata glass nib. Yes. So what happens is the tip is slightly bent and possibly shaped. I don't think it's bent. So, sorry, not bent. It's, it's angled. It's angled. There's some. There's something done with the tip. So she's polished it and、mm. done、uh, something to the glass nib tip. So she's got at least like three or four, four surfaces of. Varying contact surface area with the with like the paper, and what does that do? It means that it like on certain strokes it it's very naginata like, and other strokes it's very like 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 a neat needle point,、mm. and in the middle you've got a bit of both. Yeah, so I could get out about four or five different writing widths out of the same、mm. glass nib pen, and all of them were super smooth, probably、uh, except for the extra fine. Because the extra fine was very very fine, and, and had your typical extra fine issues. Yes. But every other width was、mm, something special. Yes. Yes.、Um, so that was super cool. And they're not currently distributed in Australia yet, but you can get them all around the world.、Um, I think、uh, Just... they're coming to Australia at some point. If you want one of these. If you want one of these, you can find I think Yaqing Style on Facebook,、mm. and, and like she will handle all those like handle all those personally. Yes, and great, hilarious person,、yes. um, and so 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 nice.、Mm. Any other inner reflections from you, Leo? Uh, 
in the past, like, so, so I've been going to Tokyo in March for the past three, four, five years now. Um, and each year it's been, I've made an increasing number of friends, which meant that this year I, it was a very working holiday in that every day I met a lot of new, uh, old friends, new friends, uh, a lot of dinners with, with them and hanging out and while it is sometimes a little bit tiring, it was also very, very just enriching. It feels good just to like wander into a city where you barely know the language, but three or four people would just pop up and say, "Hey, Leo, you want to meet up? Like, you want to meet up for dinner?" And then, and then chat pens, chat life, and that's that makes for a very good holiday. And highlight for you? Highlight for me would be all the pens I bought. Which were? A few pipes, that's all. Nothing much. Okay. Uh, I do happen to know that Leo walked away with not only the lemon pen, um, he also walked away with the new uh, Athena the pen. Yes. So highlight for me uh, was one, meeting so many pen people from all around the world. Um, it's It was like the whole world decided to congregate in Tokyo at this particular point in time. Um, very, very diverse bunch. Um so that was pretty cool. Uh, but the absolute highlights for me were meeting um, Kohinata-san, mm. who is the editor of Shumi no Bangu Baku, Bako. Yes. Oh, yes. Lots of syllables to get in there. Um, Shumi no Bangu Bako, which is the premier uh, fountain pen magazine in in japan um she's also just released a new book as well which i have a copy of it's like the bible to all things fountain pen and stationery um it has so it's one printed in color two has heaps of pretty pictures in it like heaps words cannot express how many pretty pictures there are and my copy is autographed so that was huge (laughs) highlight the other huge highlight was i um had the opportunity to line up in a line with Tsunami san who <laughs> Leo finds this really amusing but I lined up for um the pen fair in line with Tsunami san who uh if people don't, uh, are aware of their fountain pen literature mm. was the co-author of Fountain Pens of Japan the most comprehensive and the best yes. book um when it comes to fountain pens uh from Japan and yeah, he he's a pretty cool guy. Yeah. He's a pretty cool guy. He is just a pen nerd like you and me. No, he is the, <laughs> he is a god of gods. I I can show him pens and he's like, "Yep, this year, this model, this production number." Or like if eventually like maybe one one in every 100 pens, he'll say not enough information. Wow. Yes. Um, so I heard that he has like tens of thousands of pens yes. in his collection, but um, a very, very uh, learned guy when it comes to pens and heaps funny and will line up and fight and beat his path down to get a limited edition pen better than anyone else. <laughs> I mean, this this guy, this guy, we, we had to go get some limited edition pens and... 
the whole process for this again blew my mind. We waited in line. He was first in line. He was first in line. We waited half an hour for everything to open, and he was faster than anyone. Yes. He knew the exact route to get to the fountain pen counter. Um, knew the exact spot to uh, stand, stand in in the lift. Yeah. It's like not only did he rush to the closest lift to his exit route, he also stood right at the gap where the lift doors would open so that he could leave first. There was a lady in a wheelchair. He did not give yeah. any shits, <laughs> right? Um, and the lady in a wheelchair was very understanding, but he had um, he had a regular walk yes. and he had a fountain pen walk. Yes. And the fountain pen walk was like... Pew, 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 pew. It, oh. He left us in his wake. Absolutely. Like, he wanted to be first in line to get those uh, limited edition pens. Yes. And boy, did he. So um, that blew my mind. Um, and the other thing which blew my mind was the fact that he... Um, we were talking about, just casually, a the new Montblanc Writer's Edition, Homer. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. We'll talk about this here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about it. Um, because, again, <laughs> blew my mind. The... So Leo has a Homer. Do you want to a... tell us about your Homer and then tell us what Tsunami-san did with <laughs> a Homer? <laughs> so, so I got a Homer because you don't get big writer's editions very often. I don't chase the small ones. So by big, you mean 149? Correct, 149 size, like 149 nib size. And, and um, for all the shit Momo, like Momo, Momo, Momo gets, they make good O3B nibs. Okay. And so I got one. Uh, I just... We, we were in line. I just asked him, hey, have you seen this? And he was like, oh, yeah. So um, while I was getting an x-ray recently, I asked my doctor to also x-ray this pen. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> we can't even make this up. Yes. And, and, and here, um, and then he takes his phone out of a Ziploc bag in his chest pocket. I know this. This is all. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then he scrolls up until he has this, uh, like this, this phone shot of through a like microscope. M- microscope, something. yeah. And what's inside is a shot of the Homer cap that has been through an X-ray. This is an X-rayed Homer cap. Yes. And uh, inside the cap, you see the the metal ring, the clip, and then right below the metal ring is a very familiar shape. If you own a preppy. Or a three seven seven six, yep. Which is the spring and inner inner cap. The inner cap, also known as the slip and seal mechanism. The slip and seal. So the platinum slip and seal mechanism. Yes, is apparently inside the Homer cap. Which is why you can't actually unscrew the Homer cap to get rid of the ring because Keith. We were talking about this at dinner last night. Yes. Keith, who wanted to get one of these to send to Hiroko-san yes. at Bokumondo to get it all urushied and raden. He said, oh, there's so much empty space. I could do one color here and another color on this other facet, but we couldn't remove the cap. And now we know why you couldn't remove the cap. <laughs> oh. It's just like how you can't remove that slip and seal mechanism from your preppies or your platinums. That's the same. It's a similar design in the Montblanc. It doesn't say platinum on the inner cap, or at least the the X-ray didn't pick it up. So next yeah. time we'll ask them to uh, put it through a stronger X-ray or something. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that that, that blew my mind. Yes. That was completely new, new, new to me. Mm. Um. So I think we've had a bit of a ramble. Was there anything else that 
really caught your attention. So we'll share a um, couple of photos. Uh, there was also another collector who brought the most amazing selection of 149s. Mm. Um, again, some of them were aftermarket. Some of them were just really, really hard to get. There was a – I held in my hand a Peace Ambassador 2014 149, as in these were given to Peace Ambassadors. Mm. I don't know about this particular collector, but I would be willing to put some money on the fact that um, this collector is not a peace ambassador. Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but somehow this, I held one of these in my hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I also held a lot of oversized pens, which is a bit of an odd thing to say, but it was like, it was a bit of a pilgrimage. I went from one place to another to find <laughs> bigger and bigger pens. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Again, we'll put the photos up, which is pretty cool. Anything else? No, that that was a it was a good it was a good trip. So that was everything that we saw in the modern realm. Yes. Um, and because you've got pen nerds who've been penning and geeking out over the past couple of days, we've got another episode for you on all things Japan and pen related, focusing more on vintage. So stay tuned for that. Um, Recommendations. So for those of you who have not listened to us before, welcome. This is a odd episode to start with because, um, you know, there's a bit of a massive geek out. Um, but yes, this is our recommendations for all things uh, not necessarily pen related. Uh, why don't you go first? Okay. Uh well, I've already given my best recommendation on like how to line up for a pen show, but outside of pen shows, my recommendation is if you're in Japan, hit up a family mart, Lawson or 7-Eleven, and check out their ice cream section because Japan has the greatest selection of special edition, limited edition, seasonal edition, haagen ice cream that I've ever laid my eyes upon. And I will spend every evening hitting one up and just trying out a flavor. And my recommendation was there is a there is a crab fried rice um, omelet fried rice place. Well, one, if you've never had crab fried rice, do it. Do yourself a favor and have some crab fried rice. Bit of a bit of spice in there does it a world of good. Um, but there's this place inside Eki Marche in Osaka. Uh, near the Osaka station, so near the Sakurabachi gate. Um, It's underground. It's next to a takoyaki place opposite another omurice place, but it's... uh, I don't even know the name of it. This is going to be the worst recommendation. But they do really, really good crab fried rice, and they do a limited crab leg fried rice, which is only for the first 50 people. I think, who um, order it on that particular day. They have limited number of servings. But that was possibly the single best meal that I've had in Japan this time around. Quite cheap. I think it'll set you back maybe 15 bucks. Um, But, oh, so good. So that brings us to the end of this particular episode. Uh, Leo, thanks for sitting down and geeking out with me for a little bit longer. You're welcome. And uh, thank you, listeners, for listening. And stay tuned for our part two of We Have So Much to Talk About That We Can't Fit It All Into One Episode.
Past and future episodes of this podcast can be found at thenibsection.com and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hop onto iTunes, rate us, review us, recommend us to your friends. Want to share your thoughts, suggestions, feedback? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at thenibsection at gmail.com. You can also comment at us on the Nib Section Facebook page or at the Nib Section on Twitter and Instagram. The Nib Section is the official podcast of Fountain Pens Oceania. Our producers this episode were Sharon Zarr, Diana Dye and Leo Fock. Recording and editing was done by Sharon Zarr and Diana Dye. Special thanks to Dan. Our music was composed by Michael Pierce. Our logo was designed by Will H. Smith with artwork by Melissa Graff. Thanks for listening. Thank you.